This is Camilla and Claire. Investigate. This week on Camilla and Claire Investigate Podcasting, we talk to Ollie Crow from ClipGen. So shorts have become one of the biggest avenues for discoverability. But for the small creators, it's kind of a platform where you can give us your episode and within 30 minutes we'll have 10 clips delivered back to you. ClipGen is a company that turns podcasts into (gasps) clips. This is Camilla and Claire Investigates. This is Claire and we are at the podcast show in London in a lovely quiet booth and it's crazy out there and amongst the crowd and the stalls and things something really caught my eye when we were wandering around and this this was these graphics happening and these video clips and I was thinking wow but I just thought this was podcasting this was just sound so I grabbed Ollie Crow the co-founder of a company called ClipGen and I've dragged him into the booth he's been had a very busy couple of days ollie hi thanks for jumping in the booth hi claire tell Um, us tell us about what you do yeah i mean it is crazy out there it's been a crazy few days it's nice (laughs) to sit down and give my legs a rest oh good welcome (laughs) (laughs) yeah so um clipgen is a relatively new company and we focus on taking podcast episodes and turning them into um sort of short form social media clips so you give us either a audio or a video podcast episode, so a finalized episode, and then we search the podcast for the top 10 moments in the podcast, and then we automatically render out those clips ready for you to share on social media. So with custom branding, subtitles, make sure everything's on brand. So this is interesting. Um, the context of us being in here today in the first place is that Camilla and I want to learn about how to do podcasting. We were beginning to understand the fact that we needed certain bits of audio kit. It had to be hosted somewhere um, and then people go grab it. And now I come across you and you've added a whole new mind-blowing dimension to podcasting. When did podcasting become about short clips? I think the short clip revolution is actually relatively recent, probably started by TikTok. But the short clips are kind of really important for podcasts because of the discoverability problem. A lot of algorithms and platforms don't really suggest you to watch long form content. For example, it's hard to find a new Spotify podcast that's let's say three hours long. Spotify doesn't really recommend you to, sometimes it does, but sometimes the discoverability of those long form episodes is kind of difficult. You can't discover, be discovered on YouTube or TikTok or Instagram very easily. So shorts have become one of the biggest avenues for discoverability. So let's say you have a podcast and we make you 10 clips and you post those 10 clips on TikTok or YouTube and let's say someone comes along and YouTube recommends them this 30 second clip and after seeing two or three of these clips the person might think, huh, I've seen a lot of Claire, I like what she is saying, maybe I'll go watch one of her 45 minute episodes. Uh So it's about driving that discoverability and again, the social media aspect of podcasting I think is a tricky game, but um, it is it's something that everyone has to focus on, I think. I mean, I mean, you know, you can kind of tell from being here today and yesterday as you were that there are a lot of people in this world now. It's becoming very crowded very quickly and people are finding ways to monetize it, apparently. We're going to be talking about that later, hopefully. And being found and heard has surely got to be a priority now. Exactly. And just on the short clips avenue, I mean... If you want to have short clips made, you're going to need to hire a freelance video editor or an agency to do it for you or have an in-house team. 
So a lot of the big podcasts out there have in-house teams just for this. If you're slightly smaller than that, you might be going with a video agency. Again, they're going to be charging quite a hefty rate per month for that. If not, then the tier below that is a freelance video editor working on a, let's say, per episode basis, let's say. So where our platform comes in is for the even smaller creators, mostly. But we also have a B2B offering for more personalized, very fast clips for clients as well, more bespoke products, basically. But for the small creators, it's kind of a platform where you can give us your episode and within 30 minutes, we'll have 10 clips delivered back to you. Wow. That's amazing. So you say that it finds sort of the, the 10 best moments. How, what constitutes a best moment? Because, you know, Camilla and I think that all of our moments are great. <laughs> yeah. So basically what we do is we did a lot of research on what makes a good clip perform. So what does the clip need to contain in it in order for YouTube, TikTok and Instagram to really recommend it to new people for discoverability purposes? So we took that research and we encoded it in our own custom scoring algorithm, where we basically score potential clips in your podcast, looking for different features in the video and audio. And then we basically rank all those clips by their score and we take the top 10 and we render those out for you with subtitles and custom branding and whatnot. Wow. Is this one of those things where actually we're into AI, AI good for this then? We use the AI component a little bit. I think what we found is it's actually quite expensive to be doing a lot of that at scale. So running these AI models for lots and lots of clips, which is what we're doing, is really expensive, especially because we just launched our B2C service, which at the moment uh, you can create and view clips completely for free. We're going to be switching to a subscription model quite soon. But given the volume of clips we're doing and the fact that they're free, and to be honest, even if people were paying for them we probably wouldn't be making money if we were going for a full AI ah, solution. Ah. It's very expensive to run just because of the length of the podcast, right? Yeah. If it's a 10 minute video clip or yeah. a 10 minute transcript that you're running it through, it's a very different uh, ball game than if you're doing, some of our clients, for example, are submitting four hour plus podcasts. Wow. And to run all of that video, high quality video and audio through an AI, it costs quite a lot of money. Mm, so mm. yeah. So you have your own tricks, your background, you were saying earlier, is within computer science. Yeah, so I have a master's in computer science and I specialized in sort of algorithm design, high performance computing, which is perfectly applicable in this, in this use case, basically. How do we get clips made uh, in a you know, orderly, timely manner, efficiently, effectively? And yeah. we're constantly trying to bring that half hour mark down you know, only a few weeks ago, we were looking at a few hours uh, to make clips for, Gosh. let's say, a three-hour podcast is kind of our benchmark. And that's come down to one hour and now down to half an hour. And we're looking at making that even faster in the future. Goodness. I mean, the, these things are going to be almost instantaneous soon, aren't they? That we can have kind of instant clips and highlights. But what about if we get to the point um, as a podcaster, I think, yeah, this is a great idea. I'm doing that because none of my competitors are. What if we get to the point then that everyone's doing it? Is there an advantage or what then are we looking for the next thing to do to drive better engagement with what we're doing? Yeah, that's a really interesting question. I don't want to say it's like a rat race, but it's almost <laughs> like because everyone is doing shorts now, it's a little bit like you're being left behind if you're not doing shorts, I think. Oh no, you're frightening me now. <laughs> I don't want to frighten you too much, but like shorts are so big for discoverability. Many, many, many podcasts we work with, their shorts have so many more views than their actual podcasts do. 
And that's wow. just from okay. uh, this kind of new short form video. I don't want to call it a scrolling culture, but for example, on TikTok, there's very limited things for the user to do. You basically scroll through videos, that's the entire app. Yeah. And so you just scroll from video to video, watching video. You have a hook at the beginning of the video that tries to catch the viewer within three to five seconds. And then that, you hope, makes them stay for the next 30 seconds. If they watch enough of those videos, then you hope that they come and watch your podcast. Now, if you don't hook them in the first three to five seconds, then they're just going to scroll past your clip. Wow, okay. And so it's that kind of research which we've done to try and enforce people to stick to watching the entire clip, 30-second clip, right. from the first three or five seconds. Yeah. What can we do as podcasters to make our content that sticky? And when we're actually producing it and recording it, you know, and if we were to give our files to you, you know, what do we need to be doing to make it that good and sticky and memorable? Yeah, so like I mentioned before, we look for the top 10 moments. Now, sometimes we can't find 10 moments. Eek, embarrassing. <laughs> that can either be because there were no clips in the podcast, or let's say there were three clips that actually fulfilled the criteria that we defined for a good clip. But it can also just be because the podcast is really short. For example, if it's a 10-minute podcast, we're probably not going to find 10 30 to 60 second clips because no. that's the whole podcast. Yeah, true, um, true. So that's one thing. But I think for on the recording side, on the actual content generation side for the actual uh, person recording, I think the biggest thing you can do is make sure that for clippability, let's say, is make sure that the discussions are kind of self-contained almost. So for example, when I ask you a question, mm -hmm. you answer it in a way where if we clipped it out in isolation, it would make sense. Right. Whereas if we constantly refer to non-specific things, for example, if we constantly say he or she or they or it, yep. then it doesn't really matter how we clip it up your clip is always going to refer to it, right? And no That's one's going to know what tip. it is, right? Yeah. And to be honest, it even makes sense even for unclippability, like not, not clippability. For example, if someone's watching a podcast and you skip halfway in and you're actually referring to something that happened that you were talking about 10 minutes ago, you're still talking about it now, but you're only saying it or you're only saying he okay. or she or they. Yeah. The person that when you skip into the podcast, they're just not going to understand what's going on. My mind so. is slightly blown. Let me tell you why. Because I've spent all my career in broadcasting and voiceover. And when I started, we were talking, you know, you ask questions in a certain way that, you know, you need people to give you the right structure of answer. And then I kind of think all of that went away because of social media, people dipping in. But you're now telling me that that's almost more important than ever to do that correctly, isn't it? And to get those answers that start, you know, with with a question. Exactly, yeah. So, for example, I probably didn't do it at the beginning of podcast. You didn't do podcast, that then. But <laughs> for example, if you say, what does ClipGen do? Mm. Instead of saying, we do this, I might yeah. say, ClipGen is a company that turns podcasts into <gasps> clips. And now you could clip that little audio wow. segment and it's self-contained uh, without your question. So that's an example, let's say. This is so fascinating. And I didn't imagine when we stepped into the booth, this is what I'm loving about today at the podcast show. I didn't imagine when we stepped into the booth that we'd be talking about how we structure our sentences, actually. But that's a fascinating development. One more thing I really want to talk to you about is the aspect of video in podcasting, because it's appearing to me that something that started with microphones in bedrooms is becoming kind of broadcast quality video production. What's your view on that? Yeah, I think that 
that's kind of multi-factor. So I think audio is still the primary platform for listening because people listen while they're driving or running errands or whatever it might be. But video is something where someone can stick on something that's visually appealing, that might be engaging. Podcasters can also like show each other things physically, you know, like I could pass you this mug, for example, and we could talk about that. But I think uh, the main reason for that video is massive now is because without video, you couldn't be on YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, because people want visually appealing things, mm. right? Or things to watch. So I think that's a huge factor. Yeah, yeah. Is, is the video video side of things. And it can be very basic, by the way. Even, for example, a screen recording of a Zoom call can be more engaging than just the audio from a Zoom call, for example. Really? I mean, it's. I'm sort of disappointed in that, in a way, because, you know, we always say people in audio, the best pictures are in radio or whatever, you know, and you kind of have these pictures and it's a, it's a very close medium. You feel very connected to it in a way that you don't with video. Do you think we're going to lose something? I'll say this that, you know, if the video is bad and the audio is good, the podcast could still do well. Yeah. But if the video is good and the audio is bad, you're not going. So audio <laughs> is still king. Well. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the yeah. same is true in film as well. If the film is a, a grainy black and white video, but it has great audio, you're more likely to watch it than the other way around, right? Yeah. If the audio is terrible in the film, but the visuals yeah. are great. I think you're less likely to watch it in general. Interesting. So. Ollie, I just want to round off by asking you, you're obviously someone who knows a lot about the way that computers and computer science can help podcasters and media creators, content creators. What do you think is the thing that's coming to us in the next few years? Have you sort of got some kind of computer crystal ball so that we as podcasters can get a little handle in the future? That is a big question. Well, I know. I don't know if I have a very concise answer to it. I think in the next few years, I think we can expect a lot more smaller tools to help creators. I can give you a few examples of those as well. Um, I don't know if there's going to be a huge revolution in how things have been done. You know, radio has been done for effectively the same way for decades. But just a few examples of some tools, for example, one thing for SEO purposes is having content online based on your podcast episodes. So blog posts or Twitter threads, let's say. And I think one example of a tool is automated generation of that content based on the podcast. Because I think, especially as a small creator, you just want to worry about creating the best content in the podcast. But the world is so big now in terms of social media, distribution and production, I think it becomes really difficult to be a individual creator without these tools. So for okay. example, like you said, it went from being someone in your bedroom with a microphone to now you have to worry about shorts and SEO and blog content and running a Twitter, Instagram and TikTok. Um, you know, it becomes quite overwhelming to just manage all that content. I think a lot of that frustration and friction is going to be taken away by small tools right. that are going to be relatively inexpensive for small creators. Yeah. And it's going to take away, you know, save you so much time. Mm. I think that that's my big prediction Thank you. coming forward. <laughs> Thank you for staring into that crystal ball of podcasting. And it's been a delight and a total education. And I'm now worried about more things. But, uh, <laughs> but that's the idea of today. Ollie Crow, co-founder of ClipGen. Thanks very much for joining us on Camilla and Claire Investigates Podcasts. Claire, thank you very much for having me. This is Camilla and Claire Investigate.
Coming up in the next show, we speak to Alex Godfrey from Focusrite. Like if I press this button here, um, oh. you should notice yeah, with oh. a little bit more of a sort of a, a radio quality sound to my voice. Oh, yeah. One thing I've learned from this show is that podcasting is effectively just like punk broadcasting or it's, yeah. it's, it's only started off at, and it's still very much got uh, areas of it which is like just DIY broadcasting. To make sure you get hold of the latest Camilla and Claire Investigate, subscribe on your favourite podcast app. Thanks. Thanks.